Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Life with Josh and Zach. It's Josh here and Zach. Say hello, Zach. Hello. And uh, we're coming back at you with another episode today. Um, something that I that we both felt that might be kind of interesting um, to talk about is even though um, we've been friends for what cumulatively how many years now? Oh gosh, since I think we met when I was seven. I, so I think I was five. So you had to have been six. No, I because I we moved to Tennessee when I was seven. Okay, so, so I was six then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean 20, 21 years. Yeah, something know. like that. Um, but believe it or not, there was a, a period of time where we just we didn't talk to each other at all and uh, we kind of wanted to, to talk about that and the the animosity to that that developed in that relationship there and uh, that's kind of what uh, what we wanted to go into so um, the first thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about when I bring up that there uh, was animosity there in, in our relationship and that's kind of what drove us apart um I've just real quick got the definition. I got it from Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Uh, it's just animosity is a strong feeling of dislike or hatred. And that just kind of grew the, wouldn't you say, probably the last couple of years of our, our friendship before we quit talking to each other? Yeah, probably. And really that, that last, last six months. Yeah, the last six months is when it was the worst. But wouldn't you say you could kind of tell it was there probably a year maybe two years before yeah yeah mm -hmm. um and i've um to kind of preface everything i've got a couple of quotes that i think really sum up at least for me uh something that we can talk about even at the end um it just kind of sums everything up that we're going to talk about today uh, the first one is a quote by um, a Miss Nancy Collier. She's a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, she wrote this for a Psychology Today piece um, back in 2015. And uh, what she says is the problem with grudges, besides the fact that they're a drag to carry around, uh, like a bag of sedimentized toxic waste that keeps us stuck in anger, is that they don't serve the purpose that they are there to serve. They don't make us feel better or heal our hurt. At the end of the day, we end up as proud owners of our own grudges, but we still, without the experience of comfort that we ultimately crave, that we have craved since the original wounding. And uh, I thought that spoke pretty well to just the initial onset of a rift that grows between anybody, not just us in particular. And, uh, the next quote that I have, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. I think that quote summed it up perfectly. Okay. Um, and then the next one I have, I don't have an author for it, uh, but it's from the Mayo clinic.org. It just lists their staff as the writer here, but this is kind of, uh, I guess, towards the end or, or towards the healing of everything, uh, the act that hurt or offend, 
excuse me, the act that hurt or offended you might always be with you, but forgiveness can lessen it, its grip on you and help free you from the control of the person who harmed you. Forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who hurt you. And I, I felt like that's a, a perfect way. So to start that first, uh, that first quote there, I really feel like that's kind of those years that we didn't speak to each other. And then that last one's kind of more like what it was getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those were very apt quotes. Okay. Um, so I guess without any further ado, we'll go over, um, just a brief synopsis of kind of kind of why we're talking about this and kind of uh, kind of what happened that led up to to us not being friends for what about five years not speaking for about five years uh maybe six five or six yeah 2014 probably yeah so um essentially the last six the last six months, like you, like Zach alluded to, uh, there was a lot of animosity and a lot of, um, just a lot of negativity around our, our friendship and our relationship that we had. Um, and it, it came from, I think a place that we were in, you were in a different place in your life than you had ever been. And I was struggling with something that I didn't understand at the time. And I couldn't really, I needed, I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask for that help. I didn't know what to ask for. It's something that being away from home, exaggerated the experience, made it worse, things like that. And so I kind of got stuck in one place and you were kind of, you kind of kept moving. Um, And essentially it wasn't like we drifted apart. It was just more or less, it was he's being a dick and I don't, you know, on one, on one side and on the other side, it was, well, he doesn't really even just give a shit about what's going on on the other. Would you say that that's kind of essentially what was going on? Yeah. And and I, I think too, at least from my perspective, it was a bit of seeing negative aspects of myself and not wanting to deal with those and then projecting those negative traits and those negative feelings onto other people. And so not addressing my own issues in a healthy manner and not one. And two, what I'd like to add is I think communication, it is always key whenever there's animosity grows. A lot of it's due to, a lack of communication or poor communication. So I think that was a big factor too. That uh, I actually had that down here as uh, a question that I wanted to ask you. So I guess what I, what I'll go ahead and ask, I'll just go ahead and ask it now. Do you think that, uh, if, let's say for instance, I had been able to communicate more effectively what was going on in my own head and what kind of trouble that I was in that I, you know, at the time I didn't know, 
what was going on. I didn't know what I didn't know what to do. Had I been able to communicate that a little bit more effectively, do you think that would have made a difference? Yes, but I also think I would have had to have been receptive to it. And that was I, I, I think both both people have to be equally willing to communicate. Because I, I think one side could communicate well, but if the other side isn't being receptive to it, then it, it still probably won't work. And that was exactly going to be my follow-up is, do you think at that point in time you would have been receptive? And I'm, I'm guessing the answer is no. I think it – and I, I try to – try not to be too biased about myself, but I would say yes and no. Yes, in the sense that I wouldn't want to do it, uh, not be receptive out of any sense of cruelty. I just don't think I would have been able to understand what you were saying. I don't think I was mature enough to understand, if that makes sense. So in general, I would say, no, I probably wouldn't have been receptive to it. Well, good, because I didn't understand it either for another, like, six years, so that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, man, I don't know what he's talking about. He's being just – he's just being dramatic or, you know, blow well, that, it off. That's like, that's what – that's – for our audience, I think we need to be a little bit more upfront with them. That's what a lot of that – a lot of our relationship was. You thought that I was dramatic about things, and I thought that you were an insensitive dick about things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, and it was really strange because we had been, you know, mostly inseparable through the time I was six years old to the time that, you know, we even decided, I think in a little, I think in a little way, neither one of us really wanted to leave the other one, and that's why we went to the same school. I yeah. think in a, in a weird way, and we would have been better off not doing that. We would have been better off just kind of, you go your way, I'll go mine, we'll still keep in touch kind of thing. Yeah, but in, in a way, I and uh, I try, even though that was a negative time, you know, going to MTSU, I think that it, it, I got a lot of good lessons from it that I may not have gotten otherwise. And so in, in a weird way, you know, I think there's a principle that you should always try and take lessons even from negative experiences. There's still opportunities to learn. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. And I mean, it's we can sit here and say this would have been best or that would have been best. But trying to learn from what happened is, is kind of the, the basis. I mean, that's that's the whole foundation of this episode. Um, I mean, essentially, it, it comes down to the animosity that built up. It just came to a point where neither one of us really gave a shit about the other one anymore. We just didn't really, we just didn't care what happened one way or another. And I mean, it got to the point for me because I mean, I was at the time I was fixing to get married. You know, there was a lot of negativity that I felt from your side coming to even that decision that I would be getting married. And I'm like, you know, man, you know, you've never even had a girlfriend. What do you even know? 
you know, and I mean, yeah, you had, no. you had randomly stalked girls and things like that, but, uh, that that's, that's no. a joke. He never did that, but, uh, no, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm going to try to move on with my life. And if it has to be just me, then that's what it's going to be. That's, that's how much dislike had built up. That's how much animosity had built on my side of that relationship. Yeah. I, I think it, it it's safe to say that I didn't understand where you were in your life and I didn't try to understand where you were and to be, you know, I didn't try to see it from your perspective or to be empathetic or any of that. Um, so obviously it was a very selfish point of view that, that I had, you know, e ego played a big part of it. Yeah. Believe it or not, everybody, I'm the sensitive one in our friendship. At least I used to be, I don't know if I am anymore. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, and this go before I ask you, I'll, I'll make this statement. There was, there came a time when I realized that there was a strange hurting that was there in me, and it was there every day up until I picked the phone up and called you back. I looked at my notes today. That was back in January. And there was this just strange, like, I don't know if it was an emptiness or what, but it was just like a strange pain that was there. And I can't explain why or what it was exactly, but it went away after I picked up the phone and called you the first time. And I didn't know, you know, you, it's been five or six years. Who knows if this guy even still, you know, remembers my number. Of course, when I got your number through a mutual friend, I'm like, that's the same number that I remember he had when we were like 14. So, you know, that was yeah. simple enough. And, uh, I think it's the same way for me. I think my number has always been the same too. So, but, um, did you experience anything like that? Yeah. Um, I I thought about it quite often, actually. Um, and I, I always, you know, that thought would be in my ba the back of my mind, man, if I wasn't such a jerk, you know, we could probably be still hanging out or, you know, there'd be random times I'd be driving down the road and I'd hear a cool song on the radio and I'd be like, oh man, I, I want to talk about Josh about this song. I wonder, he's probably heard it before, you know? And then I realized, oh, man, we, we don't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was kind of the same for me. I mean, there were just those things that would pop up that would, you know, kind of put the other person there in your head. And it's almost in a weird way, um, you know, like that you hear these people talk about like these high school relationships that go, you know, go south or something. And uh, like 20 years later they, you know, these people still talk about each other. Like they still remember these weird little things and it's like, they don't want to give that up for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And, um, and from there, I kind of wanted to transition into this though. Did us being a part like that, do you think that we needed a part needed 
to be a part for you to be able to actually grow into the person you are today? Um, maybe. Um, I, I've thought about that. I don't have a definitive answer, but I think possibly yes. Um, at, at least for conversation sake, sake, we'll entertain the idea and say yes. Um, because I think that was always in the back of my head when I was interacting with people, you know, and in my relationships, I would think, man, uh, I need to be, I need to be better. And, you know, I need to put a better effort into my relationships to understand them and to understand different perspectives and not just to look at it from my own perspective. And so had that not been, I may not have changed that, you know, my frame of mind not have changed. And I, I really wonder, um, because I have a, I have a really hard time uh, trusting like new people, like bringing new people into my life. Um, and mm -hmm. it's, I, I've always been like that. It doesn't stem from, you know, a bad fallout or anything like that. Uh, but the people that I do let into my life, they get really close. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, and for me, I think that's what was kind of the hardest about the whole thing was I lost somebody that was kind of that close, but I think I needed to to kind of eventually realize what was going on in my own life that really needed to be taken care of because I didn't have somebody there that was, um, kind of like my go-to person or, you know, your right hand man kind of thing. That's going to cover for you for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I think, something that I, I wanted to to ask you about because I thought that you might have an interesting take on it. Do you think that maybe that's an, an argument for determinism? I do not <laughs> because I didn't think, I don't think it had to be that way. I think that's based off of decisions and a series of decisions. That's just what came to be. And we each made our own individual decisions separate of each other to change our perspectives and to try and become better people. And I think ultimately those decisions always rest on the individual. So I think that it could just as easily have gone the other way. Okay. See, I kind of thought you'd get a kick out of that. Do you want to just describe what determinism is really quick for people that don't know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, determinism basically just means that we don't have free will and that everything in life, it is based off of a predetermined causation. And no matter what you think or try to do, you can never break free of that. Now that that's a very simplistic explanation, but that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, that's all they need. Um, I've just got, just a couple more things that I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, but one thing that I wanted to touch on that I wondered if it helped at all in just in your case, because if we've talked about it, I don't remember it. 
Um, for those of you listening, I, I think I did mention that I had had lost my short-term memory. I've actually started recovering that, but uh, I just have a gaping hole of about a year and a half that is there's no memory there. So, um, but do you think that, because um, you got married, what, three years ago? Four. Four years ago. Um, do you think that finding Katie helped? kind of fill that void oh what yeah absolutely i mean just in in many many ways and that being one of them yeah and i i kind of wondered about that because i didn't have that void of here's somebody i've known all my life just walk out of my life and not turn around and not have somebody else there that had also been in my life forever and you just kind of turned around and you just had some people that you had known for a little while. You know what I mean? And I just yeah. wondered how much finding Katie really kind of filled that, that need for a really close companionship in your life. Yeah. And, and too, you know, I, I hope you don't mind me saying your wife's name on, on podcast. No, no of course not. Um, but I think, you know, by that point, you know, I had started learning those lessons because, it. you know, if you want a relationship, you know, with your spouse or your girlfriend, boyfriend or whoever to last, some key things is you have to know when to check your ego and you have to know how to communicate. If you can't do those things, then, you, you know, your relationship with your spouse is not going to last or be healthy. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of think that in a way, just from what I've, I've noticed, what I've taken note of, um, just the way that you interact with your wife, you really did learn those lessons and you really did learn them the hard way. And so now it, it, it really seems like you don't take anything for granted. Like in that relationship, you do not take anything for granted. You don't want to lose that again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I, I, you know, we, in our relationship, we try to make the conscious effort of, you know, always thanking each other for, you know, when she does something for me, you know, whether or not it, it's something super simple, like helping me make a lunch, you know, for work, she'll help me do that. And always, you know, saying thank you, you know, appreciating those little acts of love is very important. It is. And it's, it's harder to do in a male on male friendship in a, you know, you know, as two, you know, as two men, that's something that's harder to appreciate. I think it's harder to really be really open and really, um, really affectionate in that kind of way, even though you may feel uh, you know, that feeling of, of gratitude the same way you're not, you know, Oh, you know, thank you. I love you. It's like, you know, I, you know, thanks man. And, you know, you yeah. just kind of have to learn how to take that, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's not something that's really, I guess you could say culturally encouraged between males. <laughs> no, it, it's really not. And it's, it's not that it's, you know, um, stigmatized or anything like that. I, I just think it's harder for men to feel softly about other men. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that it is really hard for a man to have soft feelings for another man, even though you may appreciate something instead of right then and there, man, thanks that, you know, that made my day that just tickled me to death. That's the greatest. You may say, Hey man, you know, you want to go camping this weekend? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The affection is expressed differently. (laughs) (laughs) And that was something in our friendship to begin with that we, we had really lost. We really had, that had all gone away. And that's part of that communication, I think, um, is the reciprocation that you were talking about. And that had completely gone away at this point that we're talking about that last six months. It was pretty much, um, you know, hey, I'm going to the store to buy some beer. It's like, oh, hey, would you care to pick me up some? It's like, no, go screw yourself. (laughs) I'm going to sit here and drink my beer in front of you. And you can't have any, like, but you uh, know, I just didn't want to go to the store. And you're like, if you're not going to go to the store and buy your own beer, then you can't have any. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, we can laugh about it now. And that kind of, that kind of brings me kind of full circle to what I wanted to get to. Do you really think that we can ever get to a place where we used to be at again? Um, what, in what way? Like, 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 when do, we're, you, like do you like ever 16, think 16, 15, 16? Is yeah, that like, what do you, you Do you ever think that there's a possibility now with both of us married that there's ever a possibility for us to be that good of friends again? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, well, I would say, yeah. Yes and no, in the sense that I I think that type of friendship is very unique to young people, like, you know, kids, teenagers, but that that's not to say you can't be really good, close friends. I I just think it's a, a little different. I think what you mean to say is we will not be living together anymore. Yeah, we won't, we won't be having sleepovers after band practice. (laughs) I won't be living in your basement for months at a time anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just easier to just live where the band practices than it is to go home and have to come back when you live, you know, 45 minutes away from each other. Yeah. You just, you know, you just fold up your, your hunting jacket and sleep under the drum set. <laughs> That's right. There's many nights that I slept on a cold damp floor in his basement many many nights no blanket nothing just a just a jacket you know yeah and and sometimes you didn't even take your boots off you just slept in your boots well there were sometimes it was really cold and your parents don't believe in heat no that's what happens when you're when you spend most of your adult life in northern climates <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it's not even, it's only 18 degrees. It's not that cold. But, but no, seriously, I, I I'm kind of like you. I think that, that that sense of, of camaraderie and closeness will eventually be back to kind of the levels that it used to be at in a healthy way. Um, because we both kind of have our priorities more in check now. 
And, you know, it is important to, to have friends and, and to do things with your friends, but it's also very important that you live your own life too. I, I think that's kind of the most important thing that I, I would have to stress. If we ever get back to that point, there has to be that understanding of we've both got our own lives to live and we've both got our own, you know, whatever's going on. And it's just not going to be a, you know, every single day we hang out thing. It's not going to be a, you know, every single day we talk to each other thing. It's not going to be a, um, you know, that's not going to mean that, you know, something's not going to come up and you're going to think about something, you know, and send a text message, be like, Hey man, what do you think about this? And if you don't get a response for two or three days, you just don't care. But you know what I mean? I, I think it's just that it, I think it has a chance to get there. I think it would just be, I think it would probably wind up being better than what it was. Yeah. And, you know, recognizing that, it's okay to have different interests. You don't have to have every single interest to be the exact same. You can have different likes and dislikes and, you know, different opinions of, on things and you can still be really good friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can have, you can, you know, have completely differing views on the world and still be really good friends with somebody. Now, I mean, given, you know, both of our interests are pretty closely associated still, you know, but I think your, your point stands, you know, you can be friends with the guy next door to you and it doesn't matter if you all have a dad burn thing in common, you know, you can still find common ground and you can still, you know, have a relationship with somebody. Um, what I wanted to do for maybe the last, 10 minutes or so of the podcast as I kind of 10, 15 minutes, I wanted to turn it over to you uh, for any kind of thoughts or any kind of questions that you've got. Um, you know, I, I don't have really any big ideas to add. We, we kind of covered everything I was thinking about, but the one thing I will add is that even the people that you think you have the least in common with, you know, you, you, everybody still has one thing in common. We're all human and we can all relate to what it is to be human. Now, I think that's important, not in just with your close relationships, but just with how you interact with people in your day-to-day -day lives. Even if you, you know, you just come across somebody and you never seen him before and you, you'll never see him again, you can still relate to each other and you should still treat them with kindness and respect and we can always find some common ground just by simply being human and we know what it is to live yeah i, I think that's perfectly said um if you don't have anything else to add um then i'll kind of leave with what i was planning on closing with if that's okay yeah go ahead so my thought in closing is the animosity, the distrust, the, the detractions, everything that, 
that went on at one point in time in our life during our friendship. We were both willing to throw that all away in a second. We held on to something for five or six years. And in literally one second, you decided to pick up the phone and say, Hey man, what's going on? That's just out the window. So I, I think the biggest thing to take away from anything that we've said today, because I know a lot of it's been mostly, you know, I, I guess a little bit of a therapeutic session just between the two of us, but, uh, I think the biggest thing to take away from it is that no matter who has hurt you or who has wronged you, that you can change that in a matter of seconds. You just have to be the one that's willing to do it. And you can't be afraid of what the other person's going to say. You just have to, you just have to want to, because I mean, that's what happened to me. It was just like, I'd noticed that I'd started writing down over a period of about two months, I'm like, you know, I wonder what Zach's doing. You know, maybe I should call Zach. And one day I just said, screw it. I'm going to call him. And, uh, and just like that, everything, you know, goes back to, you know, picking up like where we left off, you know, in the good part of our friendship. Yeah. It, it was like when you called and we started talking it was like the last time we talked was the day before. Like I didn't, I didn't, it didn't feel weird at all to me. It was just like, man, we just picked right up. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's as simple as it can be. So if you're out there and you're holding on to any kind of grudges, any kind of animosity towards somebody else, any kind of hatred, you can choose to let that go and you can choose to try to fix that problem. And you're going to feel a hundred percent better for it. I mean, I, I know that I, I feel a lot better about how we ended things now, knowing that everything is, is okay. And I think that there are a lot of, a whole lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing something like this. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on. I, I really couldn't have said it better. All right, man. If you don't have anything else to add, I guess we're going to wrap it up. Um, one thing that I'll add here is uh, if you're listening to the podcast, if you like the podcast, you can, uh, you know, send us an email. Just let us know you like the podcast. That's uh, the podcast 865 at gmail.com. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for episodes or if you've got any comments, anything like that, you can leave those there as well uh currently we're working on getting some other platforms for you to be able to hear the show on and interact with us going uh so hopefully soon in the next couple of episodes we'll have that going and uh until next time i've been josh zach's been with me and we'll see you guys later